everyone, and welcome to episode 34 of the podcast Expensive Science Baby. I'm Amy. <laughs> I'm Chris. I'm glad you specified what we were doing well, just here. just in case. It's a we podcast. Were... <laughs> it's not a movie. We're not shooting a movie. We could have new listeners. Uh, yeah. At this point, <laughs> I doubt it, but maybe. <laughs> it's an odd place to jump in at episode 34, but... Mm-hmm. We welcome you if you're new. <laughs> we welcome you if you've been with us the whole time. So we talked about this last week a little bit. Who do you know any 34s in sports? Oh, that's Kirby Puckett. Yeah, that's an easy one. So. Okay. <laughs> but that was episode. We, we were talking pregnancy week. week. week episode week and yeah. pregnancy week confuse Chris. No, they don't confuse me. It's just when you when I see it on an outline, I think we should start there. So, oh, yeah. Because you bold it. There's no reason to bold right, it. Right, but this is title font and this is bold. Right, but it's that different. title font, when it's off the screen, higher up, so you can't see it, it like... You know right, I mean? but I've been making an outline for many weeks, and it always starts with episode number, not week. I don't know your business. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? What All are right. we doing? Uh, so I thought we should open our mailbag. Oh, oh, yeah, we do have one of those. Actually, we almost didn't out. have one until today. Yep. And so, we got a long message. Yeah, from S, who is a first-time writer-inner. And a first-time listener. Kind of. She said she listened to 31 and 32, right? Yeah. She jumped in at the end. <laughs> yeah. So I bolded some parts that I thought we could... It's a long message. It had a lot of good information in it, but... Um, okay. I will, I will admit, so she started out her email saying, a friend of mine suggested I listen to the last few episodes as she felt I could offer some insight into the great SNP debate. And I will be honest, I was nervous. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get to that. <laughs> Were you too, though, when you read those well, words? Well, I'm not nervous, but I, I thought, whoop, here comes, yeah. uh, yep. get your, short, your sword and your shield ready. A crusader is on the way. I thought so, maybe too. <laughs> yeah. Um, she says, let me preface this by saying congratulations. Um, I, too, have an expensive science baby due Yay. to bilateral hydrosalphenics, which is a fancy way of saying block tubes. My science baby was conceived and born in October 2015. That would no, be, in 2015. Oh, why did I say October? I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, they, they started, obviously, they had a boy, so they started talking about the question as well of for circumcision. Mm-hmm. She said, my husband is uncircumcised, he comes from a Hispanic family, and it's just not common, which makes sense. It's not common anywhere except for the U.S. Correct. <laughs> or for religious reasons, for us yeah. to talk about. Um, where were we? Uh, so, they briefly considered snipping, uh, because her husband has had... Some bouts of balanitis and phimosis. Which I did not know what those were. Did you know what those were? I've heard of phimosis. I think that's when... I'm, I'm just going to guess. But a thing that happens, or can happen, is when the skin starts to fuse onto the penis. Oh, is that when it gets too tight that they were talking about? I think that is the same word. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's what that means. I don't know what balanitis means. Yeah, I don't know either. But it turns out that's something else. That's but I really, I really hope balanitis has to do with testicles. Well, yeah, it's balanitis. <laughs> It'd be weird if it wasn't. <laughs> Um, she ul- said it was probably due to him being diabetic. Right. So it had different reasons. Yeah. Um, ultimately, they decided they did not cut. And she put down some reasons. Yeah. Um, there are basically reasons we talked about. Why three, put through your child through Numbers. something. Hang on. Okay. If it's not, if it's just cosmetic. Correct. That's probably my biggest reason not to. Right. Uh, one I didn't consider was wound care. Like, you do have to actually take care of the wound for a while. I did consider that. I didn't consider that. Um... But what I didn't realize, or think about, I guess, put together, and she was like, you have to take care of the wound a lot, clean it, put creams on it, which I knew. And then she was like, it co- it's directly in contact with poop. Right, exactly. It's like, like right there. Yeah. <laughs> so there, I could see some sort of That being of even more difficult to keep, yeah. 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 Um, she did mention botched procedures. That, that's very That's a thing uncommon. we did not talk about. It's very uncommon, obviously. But she has a personal story. Sure, I well, agree. she knows somebody who was... 
highly affected for life. Yeah. Getting ED from a botched circumcision. Education, I'm assuming that stands for. <laughs> I believe she meant erectile dysfunction. Oh. Do you think they just blamed it on that? And they were like, just were having issues, and they just said, oh, no, I blame it on I that. I bet you could do an internet search and see. <laughs> just kidding, obviously. If that's a thing that can it's happen. It's probably what happened. But I was saying, if I was a guy, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, baby, it must be my circumcision I had when I was little. <laughs> it, it's a good out, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so, um, But anyways. And then she talked about the, the, the things we talked about, the counter-arguments. Cleanliness, it's a myth where it, it's not a big deal, right? Um, so that one really didn't go into it. Looking like dad. And she didn't mention how, how often do you s- comparing your penises to your son's penis. But right. I do think that will at least happen a little bit. If Persephone was male, she would have noticed the difference. Sure. She watched me pee all the time. She well, had a and strange fascination with watching me pee. Well, because <laughs> she doesn't stand up and pee. I mean, right... But I think little boys go through many phases of being obsessed with penises. I think it's normal when they're learning about their bodies. Sure. Oh, yeah, I see. That's what you're saying. And so I think they will be very curious. Right. And it, But it's not a big deal either way. If I think that we would just explain, well, when Daddy was a baby, the doctors cut some of his skin off. And they'd be like, I don't want to have that happen to my penis. See, I would say <laughs> the doctor had a procedure to make it look more pretty. And they would say, oh, sure. so well, you just bad. basically put it in a negative way, and I put it in a positive well, way. Well, <laughs> because I'd, I'd want to put it in more of a negative way to make them feel good about themselves. I would put it in a completely neutral way. I'd be like, there's a procedure that some people, some boys have done. And, you know, we could, anyway, sure. it doesn't matter. Locker room, yeah, again, I, we, we've read the statistics. It's becoming less and less common, so locker room is not going to be a big deal. And she's right. She says, how, 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 I think boys generally avoid looking down at other guys' penises, <laughs> which is generally true, but there's always that asshole that's sure. like, look at your dick. <laughs> which I wonder maybe, if that asshole was often a closet gay. Uh, maybe, I Probably. don't know. Well, <laughs> if you're that asshole out there, I'm sorry. But no. yeah. <laughs> some people are not, some people are fascinated with penises and they just, they don't have boundaries. There's that yeah. as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, masturbation, yeah, the, that again, not a huge one to me because I can masturbate just fine. I'm perfectly happy doing it without a <laughs> foreskin. <laughs> I told you this, I told you. Um... A fun fact is uncircumcised penises do not require lube for self-play. The turtleneck stays on and the pre-cums acts as a lubricant. I have never in my life used lubrication for, quote, self-play, unquote. Okay. I, I find that strange, honestly. So that, to me, is not a valid argument. <laughs> I mean, it's an argument, sure, but it's not one that make, matters much. But I thought it was interesting because I think some people do use lubricant and I think some people even use it during intercourse. Sure, I guess. And maybe that's more for the lady. Yeah. During the intercourse, or the other fella, but perhaps if fella, you the other fella, <laughs> I don't want to assume everybody out there is having straight sex. The other time. fella, uh, but perhaps if you're uncircumcised, you don't need that. Okay, yeah, I've never never yeah. had an issue with any of my partners needing lubrication or wanting anything to do with like that, unless they've been like super pregnant or something. <laughs> True. True story. Uh, anyways, uh, let's see here. It's a personal decision that parents must make on behalf of their children. Outside of religious reasons, we had to ask ourselves, is it the right choice for us? That was exactly what we said. Yeah. And that's what I enjoyed it. She didn't say, it's mutilation. You have to do it this way. Yeah. Otherwise, you're a terrible person. Which I'm glad there's more people that are just kind of, yeah, that's the way they are. They're like, and I think it's mostly people are like that. They're like, we realize it's your decision. You don't need to go crazy and stuff. Well, I wouldn't be surprised in 50 years if it's, one of those things 
Like, I can't believe we used to circumcise babies' penises. Uh, yeah, could be. Might be a few religious holdouts kind of a thing. Right, but, but I, or maybe it would be, I can't believe, if you're not Jewish or Muslim, that you, you would circumcise. Or for maybe. religious reasons, and or for medical reasons. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's, um, then she, I liked the way she ended. She said, I enjoyed yeah. listening. With, wish you guys had been around when I was in the, still in the trenches, which is kind of why we started it, right? Yeah. Which we start, it's kind of cool, because we started it for the whole IVF reason, and that's why, because nobody really did nobody talk about, about it. Nobody talks about IVF very much. And we're, we're debating, should we be done now? But we're running into these things that are like, what about circumcision? Nobody yeah. really talks about that, at least not on podcasts. And the Crusaders do. <laughs> well, besides the Crusaders. Has Joe Rogan ever had a Crusader on about circumcision? I don't think that's a big issue, honestly. But no, I don't believe so. I mean, it, for the Crusaders it is. Yeah, but not for him. He only okay. interviews and talks to people he cares about. Sure. So <laughs> I'm, <just curious. laughs> I'm guessing he's like, who cares about that? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but um, it's cool that we're finding new ways to things to discuss and stuff. Um, and I imagine it'll continue. Yeah. Things will just happen to come up. I don't know what, but it's, I didn't think of circumcision when we started IVF, honestly. So, all right. Um, thanks, us. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, that was our lone piece of mail. Yeah. It was we almost the, didn't have any mail. Yeah. It was the new year and <laughs> stuff okay. and yeah. people have things and going and stuff. Anyways, what else is happening? Well, we have a little infertility in the news. We do. Wrong link. You did the wrong link first. Oh. (laughs) I never do the wrong link. Okay. Uh, Ooh, it's from The Independent, which I have come to not to like. But it is a thing that's out there. Uh, Yeah, what does it say? IVF mistake means 26 women's eggs might have been fertilized by the wrong sperm. (laughs) That's a big deal. Mix-up had previously led to people accidentally having children with people they've never met. Yeah, that that seems like a really big one. It seems to be happened in the Netherlands. Uh, yeah, a Dutch clinic says that twenty six women have accidentally had their eggs fertilized with the wrong sperm. <laughs> Oops, was it? Did you read about it? Was it all the same, or just they got them all mixed up? Kind of. It's or? not a good article to give you that kind of detail. Oh, it doesn't. It just wants to put the fear of God into you. <laughs> yeah. Be like, okay, huh? But they know at least half of the women who underwent this treatment at the time where that the mix-up could have happened have already become pregnant or given birth. <laughs> so I wonder, so here's the question I had for you. If we were told this, our, our, the clinic we used had a big mistake and you might have, they might have mixed up the sperms or the eggs, would you want to know after the babies are born? Uh, yeah, so I can divorce you and move on with my life, obviously. <laughs> um, what I want to know, uh... So part of me says I wouldn't want to know because there are babies no matter what. But the other part of me is, like, for medical reasons in the future, like genetic stuff, maybe it'd be good to know. This is kind of one of those questions, like, it's a Matrix-like question. Does it matter if you don't know? You know what I mean? Right. There's things like that all the time, like that we just tell ourselves are one way and we never consider the possibility. And what if we consider, if we never consider the possibility, then that's reality. It doesn't matter what reality is. Right. But for medically, if they get really sick or they have a genetic condition down the road or I don't know, you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I, I don't, I wouldn't care. <laughs> so the only reason I'd want to know would be for that reason. The medical, potential medical stuff down the road. I wouldn't need to know, even if they weren't my eggs. If, if there's an egg mix-up. <laughs> How does that happen? I think it's less common. I understand the sperm, but the eggs. 
It does say, yeah, uh, fertilization, during fertilization, sperm cells from one treatment couple may have ended up with egg cells of 26 other couples. So it's like they didn't wash out their uh, insertion tubes or something. Maybe, So there's a chance that egg cells have been fertilized by sperm other than the intended father. So they don't know for sure. Right. Interesting. So you'd have to have testing done. That's that's, that's why I bring this up, is this is a thing that is super rare but makes big news, right? Yeah. Um, But also, like, would you want to know? I wouldn't care. Because if I didn't know, I didn't know. But, but you know there's a chance. We have a. We, they sent us a letter. Oh, it says there's a chance. That there's a chance. Yeah. In that case, I would want to then find out. Then you'd want to know. Yeah, I want to find out. Okay. I'm curious. It doesn't. It's not going to matter either way to me. Sure. At least on a surface level. Yeah. Maybe somewhere down below, I'll like not like that kid as much or something, or on a genetic level. Especially like because we have two babies. Like, what if one was? That's what I mean. Biologically yours yeah. and one wasn't. But I mean that happens with adopted parents all the time. Right. It's, they're not genetically theirs. Yeah. And, I don't know. What about you? You would want to know. I'd want to know for the potential medical stuff down the road. That's the only reason? Yeah. Do you, or would you be worried that that would, like, influence how you see no. them? I would be. Well, if we're talking about, it's for sure my eggs, I don't have to worry about that. Oh, well, sure. But for me. <laughs> but either way, even if it wasn't, maybe, potentially, maybe they're not my eggs. Like, they are inside my body. Like, that doesn't matter. They are my babies. Like, that wouldn't change whether or not. No, no, but, no, no. I'm not going to say there's possibility there's, like, on a subconscious level that you... Not resent the child, but hold something against them. Almost I would be disappointed in that, which I'm sure many adoptive parents are disappointed if they are not not able to have any biological children. Like I would want to know, like what would a little boy have looked like with oh, my genes? I see. Like that, I would have been disappointed, but that's not the baby's fault. Right, and, and no, I mean, and that's only a small part. That's only a small part of it, right? A genetic yeah line. That's only a small part of it. The other part is. You get a lot from your parents from non-gene things. The way you're raised, the yes. way you your values, all that stuff is yeah. pretty much... And that's how you pass on shit, as far as I'm concerned. So, honestly, it doesn't seem like it would matter that much. I don't know. Did you read this one? <laughs> Three-parent baby IVF technique will prevent suffering for 2,500 women? No. <laughs> I want to know what this means, but I don't want to read about it, so maybe we'll save it for next week. Okay. Yeah. I huh. like, I like three-parent IVF techniques. I just... Three parents always reminds me of, like, maybe there's some sort of cool sexiness going on with two women. I, I think what they mean... Dude, no. <laughs> I would imagine... My guess is a woman donates an egg and they take all the genetic material out of the egg, put somebody else's genetic material in the egg, fertilize it. That's what you think this means? Yes. I think it means three, two dude, three, a dude and two girls go into a room and something happens. So stay tuned next week. <laughs> yeah, I better flag this as important so I can read it. So, all right, there we go. Okay. Um... Now we have also a pregnancy in the news. Oh, shit. This is the second one that yeah. I just closed. Uh-huh. What is it? Well, this article comes to us from Cosmo. Oh, good God. <laughs> Wait a minute. Can I look? Uh, I guess it says 36 mind-blowing orgasms he's never had or something. <laughs> I thought it was interesting because I'm now to the point where I'm thinking about birth. The birth plan. Good. We're actually going to talk about it later. Yeah, because I want to talk to you about this weekend. You're like, save it for the podcast. Oh, I did. I was like, this is our relationship now. We don't talk to each other in first actual. Okay. But so the headline is what? It was like giving birth in every decade since the 1900s. Okay. And so I thought it was it was kind of interesting. It is. Can I go through the gallery? You can. By the way, by the way, this stupid article has a click and every click goes to the gallery. Oh, it's all on one page. Never mind. We're okay. Okay. I thought it was going to make me load I don't a new think page it's a each time. One, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. So the 1900s, the gist is basically you probably gave birth at home. You might have used a midwife as well, to, who came to your house. Okay, midwife. Yep. Anesthesia existed, but wasn't commonly used for childbirth. Right. Because so, you're at home. Yeah. All right. 
19 note 10s. Oh, there's Mary. They all call her Mary. Well, they they pick the most common female name of this decade. Oh, that's kind of cool. And uh, Mary is there for like 50 years. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so she has a few more options when it's time to deliver. But most are still delivered at home. With the aid of a doctor or a midwife. Yep. The first maternity hospital was created in 1914. I don't know what that means, but... Maternity, like, so, so they must have had a hospital to deliver babies only, maybe? Um, a method that involved... So that same year, Twilight Sleep <laughs> was created, <laughs> which we need to talk morphine. about. Um, yeah, it involved dosing the mother with morphine and scopolamine, gained popularity. It put mothers to sleep for the entire delivery. The only problem, both babies and mothers were more likely to die. Well, yeah! <laughs> Keep reading, because Twilight Sleep is super popular. Ooh, it up. is. I didn't know that. 1920s. Okay, medical revolution. We're taking women from an almost totally natural labor labor and delivery to one with every known intervention at the time. Still Mary (laughs) was most likely to be attended by a doctor who believed childbirth was a pathological process and that normal deliveries were so rare that every procedure must be used. What? Okay. So they used twilight sleep routinely. They would, doctors would routinely forcibly dilate the cervix. Oh my God. Give either, uh, they would cut an episiotomy, deliver the baby with forceps, extracted the placenta, gave medications for the uterus to contract, and then stitched up the episiotomy. I don't know what that word means. It's when they cut the walls of the vagina to um, allow the baby to come through. Ow. Is it supposed to, like, rip naturally or something? So that's what they're saying. So it's it's better to rip naturally. You heal better. But they say there is no normal nature. In the 1920s, they okay. thought they had to do that. Gotcha. 1930s, the oh Great boy. Depression. Still marry. Uh, let's see. Only 75% of all births happen in the hospital because it is the Great Depression. Right. Safety meant a 40 to 50 increase in infant deaths by birth majority. Likely. Birth injuries, likely all from unnecessary interventions. Yeah. Twilight sleep was used in nearly 100% oh of births. Oh my god, okay. So this was the 1920s? 30s. 30s. Okay, how old is your grandmother? My grandma never talked about twilight sleep, but your grandma did. She did? Yes. I want to talk to her about that. Well, because I, I, it must have been when I was pregnant with Persephone, but we were talking about when she had her babies, and she said, well, I'd go to the hospital and I'd wake up and have a baby. But that would be like the 40s and 50s. So it was still around then. I think so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Let's go to the 40s, shall we? <laughs> World War II, 1941. So the baby boom. Baby boom. Barbara. Just kidding. Mary was still the most popular name. <laughs> I don't know that many Marys. Weird. Barbara was the second most okay. popular at the time. Again, still all the medical interventions. Twilight sleep still terrifyingly common. And then finally, somebody published a book, a doctor, about the benefits of natural childbirth. Okay. And then Kin- this is when Kinsey was around, right? Yeah. So, all right. Kinsey is the whole Kinsey scale, First person right? to study sexuality, sexuality basically. pretty much. Didn't they make a TV show about him? Yes, yeah, so and we should watch. What's it called? I think it's called Masters of Sex. Yeah, but it's not as cool as that because I watched a few episodes and there's not much sex. I'm not looking for the sex. I'm well, I am. Study of the sexuality. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> um, okay, so that's the 40s, right? We're into going yeah. into war. In the 50s... Linda. Linda finally hey, overtook Mary. Linda! <laughs> she gave birth in the hospital, like 90% of women. Hey, so we jumped up a lot. But as more women protested being unconscious during the entirety of childbirth... <laughs> um, 
Twilight Sleep slowly fell out of favor. Okay. Instead, the National Organization for Public Health Nursing emphasized pregnancy and childbirth as normal, healthy, and a family affair. Well, that makes sense. Fetal ultrasounds. ultrasounds were also invented during this period. But only used for medical problems, really. Yeah. Okay. So that was the 50s, but it was still... So I think your grandma had mostly had babies in the 50s. Maybe she started in the 40s. 55 was my mother, so... And she... <laughs> there was a few more after her. And a few before her. And a few before her. Yeah. So, so yeah. Wow. So... But your grandma, that one time, made it sound like every baby she had, she would wake up and there'd be a baby. It's possible, especially if you started that way. You, like, that's the way you do it. Even right. Even if it kind yeah. of falls out of favor, you're still doing it, so... That's weird. Okay. 1960s. Mary, she's back. <laughs> she had her two to th- 2.3 children in a hospital under doctor's care, as did 99% of all American women. Okay. Fetal monitoring systems were invented, allowing doctors to read a paper showing the changes in the baby's heart rate during labor. Sure. And antibiotics became a standard treatment in postpartum care. The rate of both maternal and infant deaths continued to decline. It's good. Yep. And after delivery, Mary <laughs> finally had the option of going on birth control pills, which was cleared in 1960. <laughs> Isn't that when, like, people wanted to have lots of sex when there were hippies going around? The 60s were the time of free love. It's a really good time to have birth control then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 70s. Jennifer, my sister's name. <laughs> yep. Yeah. She gave birth in a hospital, and she had a lot more options in pain relief and interventions. Toilet seat was no longer used. And was replaced by laboring techniques like relaxation, pattern breathing, hypnosis, water immersion, and the famous Lamaze method. That's been around for that long, huh? The Lamaze. Okay. So, yep, looks like there's more... This is also the decade when epidurals became popular. Oh, yeah. Because popular as pain relief. Okay, they slowed down contractions in nearly half of deliveries, so it was... That's still true. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. We're into the 80s. Hey, 70s is when I was born. Yeah. I was born in 77, so... That's. That. I don't think your mom used any pain relief, though. I'll have to, I'd love to ask her. She has to come over for that, though. So, All right, <laughs> 80s is Jennifer again. She probably gave birth in the hospital. But thanks to the National Association of Childbearing Centers, she had more options than women of previous generations, like choosing a birthing center or having a midwife attend the birth at home. Okay. <clears throat> Medical mm. pain was still popular, but over half of women choosing to get an herp- epidural. Oh, with half of women. Medical pain intervention. Medical pain is never popular. Oh, right, right. <laughs> Use of Doppler ultrasound technology became widespread, allowing parents to hear and see their baby's heartbeat for the first time. Okay, and that's when you were born, right? 1980? Yeah, 1980. Okay, so... But they didn't use... They didn't know I was a girl until I was born. I know that. So they didn't use ultrasound for that reason? Right. Interesting. So we're in the 90s. Jessica. Okay. No, a lot of Jessicas <laughs> from the 80s and 90s, yeah. Um, most likely gave birth in a hospital. But as the mother, her wishes were becoming of greater importance than the doctors, oh, finally. That's good. It took a long time <laughs> to get to this point. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and amniocentesis became more I don't know what that means. Fetal ultrasounds checks gender and development. All right, so we're into this millennia, the 2000s. While hospitals weren't as as popular as other decades, Hannah still most likely gave birth in one. And chances are good she had a C-section, like 30% of all deliveries during this decade. Okay. But while C-sections are credited for saving many lives, research research began to emerge about the possible downsides of the surgery, especially when performed electively. Mm. For the first time in decades, maternal death rates increased. Oh, really? Even though the risk was still very low, 13 deaths per... 100,000. Increase alarmed both health experts and women... 
Research researchers blame both the rise in obesity and C sections for the jump. Okay. Fun fact: This is where the era of 3D <laughs> and 4D keepsake ultrasounds became from. What's 4D? More weird looking ultrasounds. Is that with sound? I don't know. Because that's what 4D means. Is a f- all right, whatever. And then 2010. This is when Persephone would have been born. The 2010s. No, right? well, 2009. Well, right, but it's closer to this. So, Sophia, not Persephone. Sophia was more popular. Go figure. Yes. A modern mom. Still more likely to deliver in a hospital than not. But the popula- popularity of birth centers and home births has soared. Okay. So oh, wait, wait, go back up. Yeah, it's like 80% of 80% expecting of expecting moms. moms has said that she prefers to go drug-free and have minimal interventions. She'll probably choose an epidural, as do two-thirds of women in the U.S. Okay. Sophia also looks different than first-time moms. In previous generations, according to CDC, with nearly 50% chance she's single and is an average of two years older. Slut. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, babies are experiencing a second birth online with over 40% of millennial moms saying they've ha- they have social media accounts set up for their babies. Oh. Huh. Huh. All right. And I think we just got this last. Is there another one? No. No. We are currently in that decade. Well, well I'm going to go with the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is interesting. Is I thought this... that was an interesting little list. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your birthing plan now or No, wait? later. Okay. Because I have some questions for you. We're going to do it later. Can you remember your questions? Of course. Okay. Put a pin in that. I think I we should that, maybe... I hate, that, I hate that phrase. Oh, I don't mind it. Put a pin in that. What does that even mean? Like, hurts like, you. No. Not put a pin in you. Put a pin in that topic. Like, if we had a bulletin board of topics, we'll put a pin in it. If we have a bulletin board of topics, we have to have pins in all of them. Otherwise, they'll fall off the bulletin board. <laughs> Won't they? Well, we'd put an additional pin in it. So there's two pins? In that one, and that's why you notice it. <laughs> hey, that one has two pins. <laughs> You better not forget to talk about it. I dislike your pin statement. <laughs> okay. Okay, where do we want to But I want to put this link on our Facebook page because people might want to look through it. I'll try I to thought. remember. I always forget to put the links in, but I'll try to remember. Okay. Okay, so now we're going to go to Cat Corner. Cat Corner. Meow, meow, meow. Cat Corner. Meow, meow, meow. We have no cats down here right now. And we have no Cat Corner. No, we do have a Cat Corner. I thought you said earlier we have no Cat Corner. We do. I just, I think it's funny that we have no cats. Because today was a day off for us, so we've been home most of the day. <laughs> they're done with us. So they don't really care that we're yeah. still here. So they're just doing their thing, taking their mid-afternoon naps. Yep. Like, oh, are you still here? <laughs> oh, okay. I don't have to worry about Whatever. seeing you. No, um, on Wednesday, we had our last Christmas gathering with your friends. That's right. Which is usually a Tuesday, but this year is a Tuesdays Wednesday. Tuesdays are Wednesdays now. For a little while, yeah. And, um... The, it was at our house. Will you please stop what you're doing? I'm just trying to remove that. <laughs> um, so it was at our house, and we had a lot of people here, and a lot of little people, a lot of kids. And at first, Zelda was playing with one or two little ones, and she was fine. She was well, doing really good. One, Griffin, was here, and she was like, fine June with Griffin. Came in, and she was fine with June and Leo. It was basically Griffin for a while. Oh, okay, well, she was doing really good with Griffin. The other cats, of course, well, that cat doesn't really hide, but... Neo runs at times. Battle Cat comes out and defends her turf. It's weird. <laughs> but, um, and then more and more people came and other kids and Zelda got chased by little kids. Yeah, it's the first time she's gotten chased. And she was terrified. Right. Poor little thing. She just hid underneath the couch for a long time. <laughs> and I didn't realize, I guess, I don't know, I didn't realize that would happen. Because I put Neo away. And yeah. Cl- and closed the door. And Neo was so scared he wouldn't even slid on our bed. He, like, went into our room and hid behind, like, a TV. <laughs> 
he's a little baby. But I purposely had Zelda come out because I thought she'd have fun, and then they then they started chasing. I didn't know that would happen, so I well, felt really bad. She was fine. She got over it. She did recover okay. Yeah. And at the end of the night, came back out and was rubbing on people's legs and stuff. So. Yeah. No, Battle Cat's fun because she doesn't like people, and she'll come out and like just wander, like daring you to touch her or pet her. And if you are close to her, she hisses at you. Yeah, and then scratches you. <laughs> like, Which... this is my house. <laughs> I belong here, but don't fuck with me. <laughs> I don't think it's fun, but... I think it's fun because of what her attitude. She's yeah. like, she doesn't hide. She just kind of sits there, and if you get too close, she hisses and scratches yeah. <laughs> and bites. So she has to be put away when you have people over. Usually, but yeah, at the end we let her out and, yeah. I was worried that they have to go to the bathroom. I don't, because it's not for long periods of time they're shut away. Well, it's like several hours sometimes. If you have to go to the bathroom for several hours, you're going to just go to the bathroom. <laughs> I pretty much know their cycles. They usually oh, are after they God, eat poopers. You know the cat's like, you're not the cat whisperer. <laughs> cat poop whisperer. <laughs> I think it's quite common for animals after they eat to poop. Maybe. Babies know. and animals are very similar. It's true. That's what babies often do as well. Babies run underneath and hide from... No, they eat and then they poop. But then they run away and hide from other animals. What? Zelda hid from animals. It's not a big deal. I'm saying they're, they're not a complete correlation between babies and animals. Well, we said that before. Yes. Okay. Yes. So anyway, not a big cat corner update. Just a little one. That's fine. Okay. Not every, every week can be a winning cat corner week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm falling behind on my plan here. Amy was sure to get the Bachelorette in there. Yeah, TV check-in time. <laughs> Tonight's a big deal. It's the premiere of The Bachelor tonight. That's a big deal. Amy has an event <laughs> set up on Facebook. <laughs> So I like to watch garbage television sometimes, and this is the best of the garbage television. Well, actually, I think Bachelor Pad is the best of the oh. garbage TV. This is still pretty good. And uh, the premiere is super fun because they all, this is when they all uh, exit the limo and make fools of themselves. I'm just here to find love. I'm not here to make friends. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, and ESPN this year has a um, final, no. A fantasy league for the Bachelor. Oh Jesus Christ! Why? What's wrong? Wait, so for this is fun. this is the one with one dude and lots of chicks. This is one dude and lots of chicks. That seems like it'd be more drama, is it? There's always drama. But it seems like that would be more drama because women are like to be drama drama ish, and guys just like to fight each other. Well, so in reality TV shows, there's producers who are producing each one of these girls, right. trying to make them have the most drama. Sure. So it's what? What do you prefer? The Bachelor Pad. <laughs> That's just where a lot of them have sex. Well, yeah. So if you had to pick though between one dude and lots of chicks or one chick and lots of dudes, what would you rather watch? Or are they both? Oh, the equal? chick and lots of dudes. You like that better? Yeah. Why? Because watching dudes have drama is like it's weird and like you don't see it very much. That's true. That's true. And it's very different. Mm. Like, often they're mad at the one guy who works out all the time. It's like, hey, bro, want to go want to have some protein shake? Why are they mad at that guy? He's just trying to take care of his body. That's just jealousy right there. That's all that is. Straight up jealousy. So you can all look forward to my weekly updates on The Bachelor. Oh, no. I'll start marking where you can move past the TV corner part. So if you want, skip ahead to minute 13. 
But also I wanted to check in because we have started finally started watching Westworld. Yeah, I think we're like five in. Yeah, I think we finished five last night. Yeah, and it was it's getting good. It, um, it yeah, started first, really slow. At Holy first I cow. wasn't sure, and I was like, well, I'm not like totally like, grabbed. Right. But I was intrigued. Which was enough to keep you watching. Yeah. But it was close. It was, right. It was to a point where it's like, mm, you know, you've got to do something quick yeah. here, otherwise I'm getting kind of bored. So, so it's a slow ramp, which is fine. But now I'm in it. Yeah, like that first episode, I don't remember being grabbed by anything. Like, I need I to watch. Not, I need to yeah. watch the next one. And right. It feels a lot like the last. I think, in fact, we were like, well, let's watch one more, almost right. like to see if we get yeah, grabbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it felt like the last episode of Luke Cage, where I was like, I'm kind of done with this we show. We haven't finished that yet. We have two left. Because it. I know. It kind of ended. Like it ended on like episode ten, and then it was like, all right, now what should we do? Oh, more. Let's episodes. have more stuff. <laughs> I, I would like to finish it. I know. Me too. Me too. Okay. Although Ryan gave up on it. Did he? Yeah. Well, he has to be very selective about what shows he watches because he oh, only right. has 22 right, hours right, right. in a day. So, yeah, it's tough. Huh. Um, Did he give up on Jessica Jones? I don't know if you ever watched that. Sexist. <laughs> well, he doesn't like... He's not sexist. He just doesn't find women interesting. Did he say no, that? I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then I have decided to watch Star Trek The Next Generation from beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a show I know very well. <laughs> yeah. And it's pretty fun, actually, to go back. And and it's also really fun to kind of make fun of it a little bit, especially in season one. Season one, they did not know what they were doing. They, no, they, they used terms they've never used in their... They never use again. Worf is wearing red, for God's sakes. Well, that's normal. He was part of command at that point. But anyways. That's just... But he's not supposed to be wearing red. He's supposed to be wearing yellow well, in he, that He wasn't series. the head of security until Tasha dies. <laughs> And that Tasha, if we could have one episode that doesn't center around Tasha, I would appreciate it. Whatever. She's got to get her in before they kill her off. <laughs> but they use terms like, the subspace radio isn't working, which is a term you never oh, hear again. Oh, they say crap like that all the time. You're like, See, I've been watching wait, it. what? I've been watching it either while I'm eating or knitting, so I'm not paying attention that oh, much yeah, to the words like things. you are. But yeah. I will say, Riker, who is one of the best characters ever... <laughs> So far, he has not played the trombone. He will. Or sat in his Riker fashion of sitting yet. He will play the trombone like crazy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Season one, he plays the trombone at least eight times, I think. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? But Oh, they really overuse the whole let's blow up the ship motif in season one. <laughs> and blow it's different every time. Self-destruct. Like other- like, we need to self-destruct our ship. Oh. And it's like, this is the only place we can do it, is in engineering, when we need the captain and the first officer, and they have to push the thing, and they have to push the code. And then the next one, it's like, just start it from anywhere. And then the next one, they're well, like... Well, and they have Jordy on the bridge a lot. I'm, right. not, I'm not used to that. I'm used he to him being an engineer. He wasn't... Mag- he was also wearing red. Yes, he was part of the bridge crew. So there was a guy named Maguile or something like that for the first few episodes, and then he was the chief engineer, and he eventually dies. Okay. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell Chris enjoys this show, and so yeah. and I used to watch it um, when my dad would be watching it when it was live. Right. So I'm familiar with it and mm. like it. I watched the show uh, every night when I was growing up. So anyway, I wanted to watch it all from the beginning, yeah. so I could better communicate with Chris as well as Ben at work. <laughs> Although I'm telling you, yeah, you should watch Deep Space Nine because that is one of the better. I think it it rivals the Next Generation of goodness. Especially later one because they talk about baseball constantly. <laughs> Two because later on there's a giant war. <laughs> For like three seasons there's a giant war. So there's lots of space battles and stuff. It's good times. 
Okay, so think about me. Yeah, Space Wars. That's what you like. <laughs> okay. By the way, if you want, like, um, just a a little... What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. But anyways, there's this big debate between Star Wars and Star Trek, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, they mentioned many times in Star Trek, there's a ship that has... They're shooting lasers at us. It won't even dent our shields. Like, uh, it's a smaller race or whatever that they encounter. Like, lasers? We haven't had lasers in 100 years or whatever. Star Wars, all they use is lasers. So uh, technically, like a Star Destroyer, shouldn't even be able to damage the Enterprise. <laughs> wow. Look at that. It's true. true there statement. was a fun meme on the Facebook this week about how, and it said, I will not teach my children religion. I will uh, show them both Star Trek and Star Wars and let them decide or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember seeing that. That's right. So I thought that was funny. <laughs> so that is a question that um, Ben has had f- for me, for you. Is what do you like better? Are you would you call yourself a Star Trek person or a Star Wars person? Uh, and I have said to him, I think that's a hard question for Chris to answer. Well, okay, so we talked about this on the Geeks Next Door on Thursday night. If you want a different podcast <laughs> to listen to, um, and the consensus is, we don't live in a binary world where it's yes or no. You can but like you them know both. Dave loves to make people pick. Right. So if you had to pick, so like if you had to pick, like somebody's like, you must pick your favorite, or I will shoot you in the head, because yeah. only Russian people make these decisions. And that was Russian for that sure. That was da. That was Russian. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that didn't sound Russian? <laughs> uh, it would be. I, yeah, I, I was the only one that was different. I said Star Trek. Okay. Everyone else was Star Wars. My counter being that Star Wars has six movies to build their universe. Yeah. Twenty hours. Adam would argue there's a lot of books. But those books aren't canon. Okay. And most people haven't seen them. Star Trek has seven seasons of three shows, plus another show of five seasons, plus another show of four seasons. That's a lot of episodes to build a yeah. universe around. So that universe feels more rich to me, more involved. Now, not to everybody else. Apparently, I was the only one. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. I don't know that all the other geek friends on the other podcast even watched as much Star Trek as you. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm assuming most people watched all of the shows, but maybe not multiple times or something. So also, so here's a question I have for you. So we've been talking about TV for a long time. Sorry. I know. We'll get to it eventually. (laughs) Shut up. Listen to our Um, TV. (laughs) Is I haven't, I don't think I've seen all the movies for Next Gen. Yes, you have. Okay. Let's pretend I haven't. I don't think I have. (laughs) I think you have. They're just not notable. <laughs> they don't know how to do movies right. <laughs> Should I watch them after I watch the series or like intermittently? Afterwards. They, they take place after, right? No. Well, after the original, after the next generation. Yeah. But there's one that's in the middle of the time frame of the Deep Space Nine. Because Worf comes from Deep Space Nine on the Defiant. And that's how he gets involved. Because he's technically not with the crew at that point. He's on Deep Space Nine. But they bring him back by being like... You were on the Defiant. That's a nice little ship. And he's like, a little. And then he, and he has to yeah. be, yeah, it's interesting. Okay. Good times. I would watch <laughs> I would watch All the Next Generation, then the movies, if you need to watch the movies, which you really I don't. I like They're to. kind of like standalone, not I would like to watch the movies. And then Deep Space Nine. And then Voyager. And then Enterprise. <laughs> and then Discovery? I think it's called Discovery. Comes out in June if we're lucky. I don't think I'm going to finish all this by June. It's a oh, lot of watching. Hell no. <laughs> okay. Just so you know. Can we be done now? Yes. <laughs> Yay! All right. We're done with TV shows. 
All right, so we're done with TV shows, we move to this. I think she has a lot of makeup on. <laughs> what do you think? You love commenting on her looks. Because there's something about it. Maybe it's that she's on a horse, or there's the sun, and she's in the Old West or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about this? I thought we were done with this. Well, I just wanted to check in. Do we have any updates or anything else to discuss? So let's make our our, our situations plain so everyone knows. Or our discuss decisions. What's yours? I am 99% we're not circumcising. Okay. There's, I have that 1% out there because I want to talk to my doctor about it tomorrow at my next doctor appointment. Oh, I okay. want to get her, her opinion too. Interesting. Before I make a final for sure. Sure. So I'm 80% I don't care. <laughs> 10% whatever you want. Okay. And 10% things can change because all things can always change. Okay. But right now, since I don't care mostly, we'll just go with whatever you want. <laughs> Which you are 99% sure. Yeah. So if you want an easy answer, there's a 1% chance you'll change, a 10% chance I'll change, a 10% chance we'll do what you want, and an 80% chance I don't care. So basically everybody, because <laughs> I've had questions even from people who listen to the show. As of this moment, we are not circumcising. As of this moment, yes. With, I don't like to deal with absolutes, obviously, but there may something might change. Like, I don't know, weird things happen. But it is very unlikely that it we is would unlikely. Change. That being said, let me completely put out there two things. One, I don't care if you circumcise your kid or not. I don't consider it butchery. Oh. I don't consider it mutilation. I don't care. And two, if you um, if you do circumcise or you don't circumcise, that's fine. Whatever you want to do is fine. Sure. It's your baby. Do what you want to do. <laughs> I'm not here to judge you. Some people are here to judge. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know about you. I don't you, judge. You might be a judgy person. Who knows? <laughs> That's a line from our Up North show. I don't judge. That's true. It is. A show that no longer exists. I know. Sorry. And nobody came to it that I know, really, that many people. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. You did. <laughs> so there you go. There's our updates. Yeah. We don't care. Well, I don't care. Amy cares. <laughs> so I will. we will check in again next week after I've talked to my OB, and I'll give you my more, my more final decision. My more final. <laughs> but yours will probably be the same percentage-wise, I would guess. What if she's like, Amy, I highly recommend you circumcise your boys because there's these, there's this many reasons, and there's this many, and they can do this, and later on it leads to this, and this, and this. Well, then we have to open the debate up again. Ooh, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. My guess is she'll just be like, do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, but I still want to talk to yeah. an actual medical professional instead of just using the internet. What? For research purposes. It, did you go to WebMD? That's how you diagnose yourself <laughs> these days. <laughs> okay, stress level scale check-in. Oh, uh, I am Bob Ross. I am, I'd say level two Dorothy. Really? Level. What do you got going on? I got another diabetes test tomorrow. Diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> Diabetics. But that's the only reason I, I was a little high. Because okay. I prefer not to fail that test. Especially since I found my favorite cookies today at the grocery store. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> that's tomorrow, you said? Yeah. At early in the morning? Uh, not so early. We'll talk about that later. Oh, okay. <laughs> I made a mistake in scheduling this one. Because I have to go to work tomorrow. You don't have, you're not invited to this appointment. I mean, you can always come if you want. I will I will crash it. I'll be like, hey! <laughs> Bring some beer. Ah! <laughs> That'd be really weird since you never... I think that's what you do when you crash parties, isn't it? I've never crashed a party and brought beer, but I'm assuming that's what you do. Probably. <laughs> See? <laughs> Makes sense. Okay, well, we are on... Uh, this is week 24 of the pregnancy. I don't know anybody with the number 24, sorry. Oh. 
Okay. Uh, week 24 is kind of a big deal. Some people celebrate it as a viability day. Really? Yes. Okay. Would you well, like to know why? Kind of, but first I want to find out who number 24 <sighs> is. All right. We'll just pause the program for a little bit. Trevor Plouffe! He's gone. I don't... Plouffe! I was never too impressed with him. We're talking now Twins baseball, everybody. This will be really fun for everyone. Plouffe! <laughs> if you've ever been to a baseball game, that's how they, they announce it. It sounds him. like they're booing him. Trevor Plouffe! And then everyone goes, Plouffe! And it sounds like they're going, Plouffe! And so if you're a visitor, you're And like, I have always been a little disappointed in Plouffe. Really? Yeah. Let's see what his, his career average was. He hit, uh, uh, where is his average? Uh, this is interesting. I wonder if my friend E-Rolf still listens to our podcast, because this would be a part he would really enjoy. He, he <laughs> hit 247 for us, which is respectable, and he did fine at third base. Um, yeah, and, but he wasn't, like, amazing. No, but he was, no, you're right. He wasn't amazing. He just got to be, he was here for seven years, so he got to be a, a name, a fixture yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, he never really stood out, but he was fun, and I enjoyed him, and he seemed like a nice guy. Okay. But we are getting... He is gone now, I think. He's, he's already gone. Yeah, which is sad. It's always sad when people leave. Usually the people I love leave, but so far they're still here. Look at that. He even... All his minor his minor league careers were with us, too. He was with us his entire career. Oh, I guess that, now that makes he, he came up in our organization. <laughs> came up in our organization, did a bunch of stuff, was always happy. I think he saw him the last time. He was like, I love Minnesota. It's my favorite place. Can we, talk about, to leave. can we talk about the babies now? I guess. Okay. So, Viability Day. Oh, Viability Let's Day. Let's talk more about what that means. <laughs> I can no longer call them the viable or the, the potential children. Right. So, um, I was trying to read what Viability Day really means because this is only 24 weeks. They're still extremely tiny creatures if they were to be born. Whiskey in an oven. <laughs> um, but what viability means, a couple of things. I read one thing where they have like a 30%... 30 to 70% chance of, of survival with intense medical interventions if they're born at 24 weeks. Another thing I read said 24 weeks is when they start act doing medical interventions to keep the babies alive if they're born that early. So you're telling me if they were born at 23 weeks, there's a very, 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 very small chance they survive? I actually know somebody who has a 23-week-old Oh, my gosh. Preemie. Really? And he, um, he was in the NICU for a long time, and it was an up-and-down battle. Well, and yeah, he's still got 16 weeks to grow. And he still has um, some lung issues and some vision issues. Okay. But he's still... He, I think he's four now. Okay. Huh. But 24 weeks is usually when they will start to put them in a NICU and try to keep them breathing and stuff. Okay. So that's a good date to hit. It's like a milestone. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But it's not a guarantee no, that they will survive. Right. It's just... And if they do survive, it's with like tons of that intervention and potentially health problems all their lives. Oh, yeah. But what I did not know earlier was that um, I didn't know miscarriages were very uncommon after like week 10 or whatever or 12 or whatever that's it was. That's why first trimester celebration like that's why you celebrate getting to the second trimester right so but I never knew that I figured that it was just always a possibility oh but it seems to me like 95% are within those first like 12 weeks or whatever I think so. and after that it drops dr- dramatically yeah kind of a thing well that's good it's yeah. good to know so 24 weeks is a thing to celebrate yeah. yay um the whiskey in the oven thing <laughs> Where over my mom's birthday was the other day, and so she was telling us about my grandma. I think a great aunt or uncle of yours. Right when she was born, she was very small, two and a half pounds, like two and a half pounds, so and really premature. 
So they fed her whiskey in like a tube thing and kept her in a cardboard box in the oven or something like that. Yeah, to keep her warm. To keep her warm. And she survived. And she survived. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be here in a certain way. I don't know if it was my... I thought it was my grandma. No. Or my great-grandma, I mean. Oh, maybe. Anyways, I don't remember how, the, how. One of the reasons I would like to discuss more with my mother. But uh, it's kind of interesting that as you're going through the decades, that's one of the things I was thinking is that... They didn't talk about the alcohol use. Right. But because they, even your mom... Because your sister Jenny was like two months premature. Right. And so when your mom was during delivery or when she was in labor, they made your mom drunk to help Jenny's lungs. <laughs> and by the way, we should have said my sister Jay to not give away anonymity. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, but they never, I mean, when we were going through the, the decades, we don't discuss how much infant mortality and mother mortality yeah. was during, there was, it was like... We take for granted this whole hospital thing and good birthing stuff, but babies died a lot and mothers died a lot as well before yeah. advent of what we're doing now and everything, which is one of the things I want to talk to you about. Well, get there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess. Millions of peaches, peaches for me. Millions of peaches, peaches for I know, you know, they, okay. have we passed where they're a peach? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a long time ago, yeah. right? So, can we move, should we move songs to whatever they are? What are they this week? They're cantaloupes. Cantaloupes? Oh, we could have played Cantaloupe oh, by us three. Flip Flant Fantasia. <laughs> oh. Cantaloupe. That's a big fail flip on my Fantasia. part. Fantasia. Big fail. But there also hey. are perhaps this. Hey. What's that? Do 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 bop. Oh, that song cracks me up. <laughs> I, didn't, I never heard the screams before in the background. I heard the screams of the vegetables. Ah! <laughs> um, or they're the size of an eggplant. Uh, that I can't help you with. All I know is that's the emoji con for a penis. <laughs> I know. I like to send that to one of my friends just randomly. Eggplant, eggplant. But, okay, eggplants are longer, like, kind of like penis. <laughs> like a penis, that's why it's used. But a cantaloupe is a, is raw, a sphere. I don't Spirish. know how they are the same week yeah, that, size. Like, I, that kind of bugs me. Sorry. I think the eggplant makes more sense because it's long and be, the babies are long. Some eggplants are longer than others. <laughs> Some are growers and not showers. Or showers and not... Whatever. Some are growers, not showers, there yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's keep going. keep feeling one day they're gonna, we're going to get like a cease and desist letter from some of these people. <laughs> Probably. Hey, you have like a few hundred people that listen to your podcast. You should totally not use our music. Yeah, like, whatever. Eh, whatever. Uh, okay. So at first, oh, so they troll me now a little bit sometimes, the movements of the babies. Oh, this is about baby movements. I always yeah. forget. Yes. <laughs> I, always, I always can never remember why we play that song. So I say that because sometimes I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm moving so much. And I will then look at my stomach and stare at it to see it happen. And then they just stop. Yeah. So they troll me too. <laughs> but they just constantly do me. <laughs> but Chris finally, I think yesterday it was, saw 
a movement. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. He's like, oh, they're moving so much! And I'll put my hand there and they'll just be nothing. And they're like, oh my god, right now! And they'll be nothing. <laughs> so honestly, the next time you want to feel one, you need to have your hands in two spots. Because there are two babies in there. That's true. And not just... Because sometimes you'll have your hand in one place and I'll feel them, then I'll feel the other one moving. Well, sure. You'll miss that. But it's easy to lean against somebody or against a right. pillow. But it's hard to put both my hands like this <laughs> on all you. But you saw a movement yesterday. I did, which was interesting. What did you think about that? Uh, it didn't look like a lot. It just looked like your tummy moved a little bit. Right. That's all it is. <laughs> oh, come and on. Give me more, any more impressions. But it's just, it, it, to me, it just seems really weird. Of course. There's something fucking living inside you okay. eating off you and stuff. <laughs> there's two things. You're like, it's weird. Yeah. <sighs> it's yes. your body. I'm, I'm glad. You don't have to, I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> they do move more now than they did before. Or I can feel them a lot more. If you had the option, would you rather have the male pregnant or the female pregnant? Oh, the female. You would. Well, me. That's yeah. what I mean. Do you think that that's because of how you've been raised and stuff? But if it was not, if societal norms were that males got pregnant and females did not, genetically or whatever. Well, then I wouldn't know any different. You wouldn't know any different. But would you always think, man, I wish I was pregnant. I wish I could get pregnant. It depends, because I think if I had the same hormones, I think I would want to have to be pregnant. I can see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I have no desire to ever be pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be Arnold Schwarzenegger in junior. <laughs> Which is a movie we should watch, by the no, way. No, it is not. Yes, it is. We should watch it soon. <laughs> there's so many other movies to watch that are not junior. <laughs> uh, oh, this one. Uh-oh. The word is out. Better treat me right. I know that wasn't a chorus, but he sang about ham. I know. So I had to do it there. <laughs> we we'll talk a... about that next segment. Okay, and our, our ham off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so as of today, I think I've gained 24 pounds. On week 24? That seems... One Maybe week, it'll be 25 when I go to the doctor tomorrow because I always usually get weighed after I've eaten food all day at the doctor. When today I weighed myself right away in the morning. Don't you think a pound a week is good? I think so. If I could lose a pound a week, it'd be amazing. Uh, but then some pregnancy tracking emails. So I get all these emails from these different things saying <laughs> 24 weeks, this is what all it means and blah, blah, blah. Like a lot of them. And so one of them said, did you know 24 is a magic number for twin moms? Question mark. It's recommended that women who are 24 weeks pregnant with twins have gained 24 pounds by now. Oh. In fact, if you have, you've actually reduced your risk of preterm labor. All right. Good job. Yay. High five. Because who knows? Maybe the doctor scale will tell me that I gained 27 pounds or 28. Eh, whatever. <laughs> well, that's cool. I didn't know that. Um, but that's just for twin moms, right? Um, moms of twins, not twin moms. <laughs> I think so. I don't, I don't know. think there's ever been twin moms, like twins that were pregnant at the same time. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, really? I'm really sure they were hard. on the news. Oh. I could look it up someday. <laughs> Are we moving on? Yeah. Oh, we're going fast. You won't get no dessert till you clean up your plate, so eat it. one of my favorite lines because he gets an egg get yourself an egg and beat it yeah. <laughs> okay what are you eating uh mostly everything <laughs> you're not eating everything <laughs> i think we talked about the two cheeseburger rule on the last we week's did show. but we've implemented the two cheeseburger meal now and amy had two cheeseburgers today i did <laughs> which and they come in a meal it's called the two cheeseburger meal it makes sense but it's not on the menu 
At some places. Like Bur- McDonald's is on the menu. Oh, I don't eat McDonald's cheeseburgers. Oh, I mean, I don't eat anything McDonald's, but I'm just letting you know that's where it's at. Um, And it was good. I'm glad I had two cheeseburgers, but I could eat all my fries. Those fries, I didn't like those fries. They were that very much. good. Yeah, why is that? They were freshly made. Maybe I just don't like don't those fries that much. Made. They were. Oh, I do. I think Burger King's fries are some of the worst of the fast food fries. I might be done with French fries. At Burger King or just in general? Well, I don't like them at. I don't eat at McDonald's. They have the best fries. And I don't eat those. Wendy's has good fries, though. I might. Wendy's it never really impressed me. Oh, I like them. So I might salt. just be done with the French fries. The, what about Culver's? Culver's I'll eat. Okay. But everywhere else, I might just be done. That's okay. Maybe I'll get like a chicken tender or something <laughs> instead. So I made another discovery this week, food-wise. Okay. Is that um, it's it's kind of become a weekly trip now for lunch at McDonald's. <laughs> is the app going really well? I don't use it as much as Ben does. You should be. Oh, he uses it all the time. <laughs> he, yeah. It doesn't. I usually get my chicken nugget meal and I'm good. Okay. However, I discovered this week that the, the six-piece chicken nugget meal is no longer enough food. <laughs> no, it never has been enough food for anybody. <laughs> Persephone used to eat six-piece chicken. No, 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 four. Hers are four. Sometimes I got her sixes. Did you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I need to start also getting like a fish sandwich and nuggets. Fish sandwich. Yeah. Give me that filet of fish. Give me that fish. Oh, yeah, that's what their thing is. Yeah. The other thing I really miss from there. All right. And I did start the boost energy or protein drinks i had i've had a couple i will ask my doctor for sure about them next tomorrow um but it does provide a lot of protein and so i think it's i feel like it's a nice second breakfast okay and it's a lot of protein and i'm supposed to have a ton of protein and it's very delicious the chocolate ones we're made of chocolate right (laughs) so i mean what's in it it's got to be just there is some sugar not gonna lie is it eight eight ounce bottles i would do this yeah. 20, 23 grams is a lot, but not like ridiculous. Of sugar? Yeah. Okay. I mean, like a Coke has 38 or something like that. So if I fail my uh, diabetes test tomorrow, <laughs> I will probably have to not have boost protein so shakes. You're supposed to have these for protein? Yeah. It has 15 it's, grams of protein, that's it? I thought it was only 10. No, well, I'm just looking at this But one I don't know how much grams of protein I should have a day. Like I've never even, I haven't been able to find that yet. I just know I have to, should be eating a lot of protein. How much protein should a prego have? Pro. Oh, P-R-E-G-O. <laughs> prego have. How much protein should I have when I'm pregnant? 71 grams wow. of protein each day. I'm supposed to have even more with having well, Actually, two. the American Pregnancy Association suggests pregnant parents need 75 to 100 grams of protein each day. So it probably doesn't hurt. This has this. 15. <laughs> You need to start eating that ham. Well, and I got, I got, um, I got granola bars at Costco that also have 10 grams of protein each. So that's 20. Okay. And then I did buy some ham today at the grocery store. I really like ham. No, 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 no. We were shopping and we ran into Amy's father, my father-in-law, if you're keeping track. And he had a ham in his cart. And Amy looked in the cart and said, oh, that ham looks good. I like ham. So we had to go find a ham. Yeah. I don't like ham, so it's fun for me to make fun of Amy for liking ham. <laughs> but she just is going to make this ham and slice off a piece of ham every day. Well, so... You need a lot more protein than you're getting. Probably. Probably true. I wonder if there's protein... How much, like, protein shake? I should just start adding that stuff. Like Pro- protein you probably stuff, should. Because it can't hurt you. <clears throat> um, so growing up, my dad... It was just me and my dad, and he, at the time, didn't really cook. He was in college and working and stuff. 
So one of our staple meals was this turkey ham loaf, a slice each, and rice and a vegetable. Yeah. And it was like one of my favorite meals. So yeah. I've liked ham for a long time. So it's not like I'm going to cook up that whole ham because I don't know how to do that. I know. I'm just going to take slices of it and microwave. put it in the microwave. I know. I'm aware of that. You do know that, but if I put protein, what protein's used for, right, when you work out? What? You know what protein is used for when you're working out? Oh, building muscle. Yeah, so I'm just going to get <laughs> massive, and you hate muscles on guys, so I'm just letting you know. Correction. I don't like big, huge, veiny muscles that are too big. Like Vin Diesel, he's, while he's nice to look at, most of the time, sometimes he looks too big. Are you? What is wrong with you? <laughs> He plays D&D. You don't ever say anything bad about him. You were starting to play Dungeons and Dragons. There are people. And and I'm sorry, but when you show me the veins sticking out of your muscles. Isn't that awesome? I think that's gross. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm at the gym and you just finish your arms, you just look in the mirror and there's veins popping out everywhere. I think that's disgusting. Well, of it's course. It's not like I'm not supporting you exercising. It's I don't want to see your veins. I support you, but you're disgusting. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so yeah, I, I know I mentioned before, but I definitely should look into getting that and getting it here quick and using it in our smoothies in the morning. Because I don't think it'll add much volume to it, and it's just protein. And I can use more protein. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, before you said, I don't need no more protein. I don't because, but it does, I did think I should use some sort of supplement to make the muscles get bigger. You okay. Know. What's next? Oh, we're getting towards the end here. <laughs> I can see. He's got a roach. It's pretty awesome. All right. How you been feeling? My cold is almost <laughs> over. <laughs> okay. How much, like, if your cold is at, like, if you go, have to go from zero to 100 to get through your cold, what, where do you think you're I'm at? like 80. Oh, so you're mostly there. I cough a little bit, and I blow my nose a lot, but I can breathe out of my nose without the assistance of medications, which is really nice. That's good. You forget how much you love breathing out of your nose. Until you can't breathe out of your nose. Really? Yes. Huh. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you could get allergy shots. If they came here, I totally would. Come to my house and give me my allergy shot. That's what I've said week. about donating plasma. They want my plasma. <laughs> Come to put my house. A, put it in a mobile and I'll be there. Because I don't want to have to... Yeah. <clears throat> I can see that. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're almost done. When I was very sick, um, I was using the nasal spray at night. You're supposed to use it for three to four days, and I used it for six <laughs> Just, but I only use it at night, so I feel like I'm okay. And is there nothing wrong with you? Like, you're not supposed to use it when you're pregnant or anything like that. No, it's on the list of okay things okay. For, that my doctor gave me, and so is Sudafed. Remember <clears throat> that nurse at the emergency room that said there's like green medication or yellow medication and red medication or something? Category like A, and category B. She said they're getting rid of the categories and changing it to the colors. Yeah, the but she was like, "There, though, that's a category A medication," and it was like everything is a category A medication. It just means you can take it. And it Something annoyed like me. That, yeah. It annoyed me when she said that. Like, if it's category A, just say it's normal medication you could take. Well, because they, <laughs> they need to protect themselves. They want to say basically you shouldn't take anything. Well, they want to say they, they can't guarantee. Right, right. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, they don't want you to sue them. But it's like normal stuff that everybody takes is category A. <laughs> yeah, prenatal vitamins, I think, are category A. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the list of things that I could take was Sudafed. And I don't usually, when I get like a cold and I'm not pregnant, I don't take a lot of medications. To get through it, like a lot of people are drinking, having like Dayquil and Nyquil and stuff. Yeah. I'll take like Alka-Seltzer plus cold and sinus for sleepy time. Sleepy time. For the breathing and stuff. Um, but I don't usually take anything else. 
So I had never taken Sudafed before. But it was on the list and it's okay. And it was supposed to be for sinus pressure and congestion, which okay. I had really bad. Yep. And so I took it and I, at first I didn't think it did anything. But then yesterday I think it helped a lot. Or two days ago. Because I took it twice two days ago. And I think it helped to actually clear my head out of all the stuff. <laughs> so anyway, Sudafed may, may or may not be useless. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Probably not. But a super fun thing happened last week. What's that? While I was sleeping. You told me about this. (laughs) And then I woke up with vomit coming up my throat. Oh, delicious. From heartburn. (laughs) This is why I don't sleep in the bed anymore. I didn't throw up. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, And when I was pregnant with Persephone towards the end, I I had a prescription of some sort for heartburn. And I would take a heartburn pill every night before I went to sleep. I didn't think it would happen this fast. Well, it happened twice as fast. <laughs> go figure. I think so. And uh, so now I'm just taking Zantac before I go to sleep, but I might ask for something, prescription, the same prescription I had before. Okay. I might ask for because it, it happened again, even though I was taking the Sudafed. That makes sense. The throw up. Sure. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, yeah, and then I was um, cleaning last week to get ready for people coming over. Yeah. And I was cleaning the bathroom. And I almost passed out. <laughs> and I don't know if it was from bending down a lot and, like, scrubbing or if it was from the fumes. But I've decided that I shouldn't do any of the scrubbing anymore. I agree. So we're hiring a sexy French maid. We are? We are. That's dangerous. Well, I don't let, know let, that she's going to wear a sexy French maid outfit. Look, I look at sexy <laughs> French maid images. But she did send me an, uh, a meme. Of a sexy French maid. That's who we're hiring right there. The so <laughs> I assumed she would be wearing that uniform when she came. Because all I see is a bunch <laughs> of sexy French maids in front of me. And I'm telling you, it's dangerous. <laughs> no, I have a friend who recently went down to part-time work. And so I thought, and she likes to clean. And, and I like her. Nobody, and I thought, nobody likes to clean. She does. Wait, who is this? Laura. Oh, she's going to wear a French maid outfit. <laughs> she she is me. married. She is married, Amy. She sent me a picture of a sexy French maid, so I assumed that would be her cleaning uniform. Well, I'm just going to stay home whenever she's here. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be on Sundays. (laughs) So anyway, I'm going to pay her a little bit of money and a little bit of Diet Mountain Dew, and she's going to scrub the bathrooms in the kitchen. Wow. Twice in a month. That's nice. Until the babies come. I'm also going to pay her. Well, it's still nice. But I will say, the day I almost passed out, I said to Chris... I think we need to hire somebody to help me clean. And Chris, like, lost it. He was like, I can clean! You need to tell me that I will clean! See, your, and your idea of losing it is very different than You were than very mine. upset about it. What I said was, you know I can clean, right? That's not how you said it. Definitely You were much more it. angry when you no, said no, it. No, 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 no. And I remember all the discussion we had when we first got married. Yep. Or first living together. Right. That Chris does not scrub. I don't scrub unless it's necessary. Oh, um, you just added the unless it's necessary line just now. Right. Well, no, I've told you that before. Unless it's necessary, which it's usually not necessary. Let's be honest. It usually is necessary. No, no, no. <laughs> and, well, here's the thing that annoys me. I have cleaned, like, my ass off. I was in the Marines. You had to scrub and scrub and scrub and scrub with your hands and feet and your fingernails and do nothing else but just scrub and clean. So it sucks. And I don't like to do it. But if I had to do it, I would. But so that's why I got married. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> So it didn't even occur to me that I would ask Chris to do that because probably, number one, he would not do it as often as I would prefer. No, that would definitely happen. Because that's what's ha- currently happening with the litter boxes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've asked you two weeks in a row to scoop them and you haven't. I did last week. 
Totally no, did. No, no, no. Go look. There's a bunch of tr- bunch of cat poop out in that thing right now. And number two, if he did clean as often as I wanted to, I'm sure I would have. I would say something wrong. Oh, definitely. And he'd be like, "You don't like how I'm doing it. I'm gonna quit doing it." <laughs> no, you'd say like, "You missed a spot." And I'd be like, <laughs> "I worked so hard." Like, yeah, well, you worked hard. Didn't work hard enough to miss a spot, did you? <laughs> That's not how it was totally. See, we have very different views of how our communication I would actually, goes. I even, I even do it better now, and I'm like. So when I clean an item like this, I do it this way. And, oh then, and then you lose it. And you're like, oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. That's how you see yourself. It's amazing. <laughs> I love how you see yourself. Because I see myself as being, being like, what do you? What can I do for you, dear? And getting oh. on my hands and knees <laughs> yeah, and scrubbing right. as hard as I can and being like, is there anything else I can do? And you're like, got to whip out. You're like, you call that cleaning. I've seen better cleaning from a two-year-old. Just like today. You pointed out how I couldn't help you carrying certain items. Because they're too heavy, he said. I bet they'll be too heavy for you. What? Today I didn't want you to carry anything in. But you still made fun of me for not being able to. I don't remember that. Oh, I'm, that's what you heard? Because I seriously meant there's no reason for you to have to carry any of this in. I can take it all. And you no, it was at belly. the grocery store. Oh, what, what was that about? I don't know. I think you picked up. I think up. you were joking, oh, but whatever. still. Stop picking up things that are heavy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, I'm looking forward to not having to worry so much about... The cleaning. I'm looking forward to watching a sexy French maid walk around. <laughs> a sexy French maid outfit. That'd be sweet. Um, okay, so we don't have a musical interlude for intro for this next segment, but I'm pretty sure we're going to have this segment from now going forward. What? The birth plan segment? Yeah. Can I interrupt as of my turn to speak? Oh, sure. Because I don't want to end the oh, podcast on, a, on negative things like we always do. Why or not? Or ne- necessarily sometimes not very fun things. Okay. But I did want to talk a little bit about... Um, well, let's talk about Christmas. Did we talk about Christmas at yeah. all? We talked about it. Uh-huh. But do we talk about gifts? A little bit. We talked about how um, I won Christmas. Did Gift we ta- giving. What would you... If you had to pick a fun gift you got that was not from me, what would you have picked? We did this last week. We did? Yeah. You I sure? I said my earrings. Oh, you did. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about New Year's. Okay. <laughs> so it was New Year's since the since we uh, had a last podcast. Correct. And Amy wanted to go stalk A.C. Slater yeah. from Saved by the Bell. Yeah. He's at Mystic Lake Casino. <laughs> Why? And she... Why was A.C. Slater there? <laughs> what else is he going to do? He's A.C. Slater. What's his real name? Mario Lopez? Mario Lopez. Um... He, she was, Amy was pretty upset. We got there like at 7.30. And he I was, was told he would be there at 7. He was nowhere to be found. So we walked around and looked for him. And she's like, can we go to the buffet? Because I'm pregnant. I'd like to eat. We never, we don't usually do the buffet. And I thought, no. well, this is a special night. That's true. AC Slater's in the house. Yep. Let's have some buffet. Yep. Buffet was out the door and down the hall. I'm guessing at least an hour wait in line. More than an hour. But oh. yeah. And so we went and played some games for a little while and came back and AC Slater was there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she got, it was pretty far away because there was a stage and there's a but dance competition matter. going you, on. You can see the man's dimples from miles away. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> I was actually surprised by that. And I do believe if we were there earlier, you would have gotten on stage for a dance contest. And oh, you would for have been, sure. You would have been pretty good. Because Amy was looking pretty hot and her clothes being all pregnant and stuff. And, <laughs> and she, would have, she looked pretty good. Um, but anyways, after that, we went to the buffet, and the line had gotten a little bit shorter. Still an hour wait. Still easy an hour wait. We sat for 10 minutes, and we didn't move, so we're like, can we just go eat a cheeseburger? Well, then I was getting, I was getting hangry, I think. Yeah. I was like, I have to eat now. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? I can't go any faster. Because I didn't eat that much this weekend, honestly. Right. I would have a breakfast and a snack, and then wait until, like, dinner, which yeah, probably isn't good for me currently. So take out the breakfast. That's what I, how I usually eat. Which isn't good for you either. Yeah, who knows? Maybe it's the best. 
<laughs> it could be the best. It's supposed to be good for your metabolism to eat right away. Yeah, doctors will probably change that in a few years. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but I had a pretty good time. I hope you did. Oh, yes. It was annoying the later we were there because more and more people came. Oh, God, it was so busy. So then it was hard to like get on a table. Oh, we didn't do, any, table, we didn't do table, anything I mean, after that, machine. really. We just kind of left after that. No, we had fun at the one ga- machine with the one lady. Oh, don't that's mess. right. We were by this one lady. You don't mess with her. <laughs> she was pretty awesome. She was yelling at people for smoking. This is the non-smoking section. Yeah, my favorite part about Mystic Lake is there's this little corner. That's the <laughs> non-smoking section. So it's a little tiny corner. In it the, does in make a difference, though. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Which is surprising, being that there's smoke all the way around you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there was this lady who, me and Amy were playing this machine kind of together, and she's she she was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Will you sit here for me? <laughs> okay. And I thought she was taking a really big poop because she was gone for like fifteen minutes. She was gone for a long time. But I guess the line was just out the door for women's bathroom, which makes yeah. sense. So, um, but it was fun. It was so a yeah, good time. it was a fun time. We don't usually do a ton on New Year's Eve. We've had some epic fail New Year's Eve, <laughs> uh, like watching Nora Jones in concert on DVD once for New Year's Eve. Yeah, that was boring. Which was real boring. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Um, but I didn't know if that affected you at all because it puts it like another year, like it puts Persephone another year behind us. Well, it seems like we just survived the first entire year without her in it. Because up until the other day, when people say, you know, I talk about her whenever I can. Yeah. Um, in fact, we had who were we with the other night? Where oh, it was in the during your ultrasound thing? Did we talk about that at all? We're gonna get oh, we forgot to talk about that. We didn't even talk about your ultrasound. We'll, t- we'll do that next. Well, let's talk about it right now, and we'll really, this will lead into that. Okay, so we had the fetal echocardiogram. Oh, God. <laughs> There's so much to talk about with this. I know. I, I can't believe I didn't have it in there. Uh, so this is a thing that they had me do for no other reason than we had IVF. Right. So they want to make sure everything's good. Yeah. Every, there was no other physical indications on each either baby that would need this, but because IVF apparently has a higher rate of stuff, we had to have this. Right. And so we go to the place... And we got there early, like 10 minutes early. And then we still waited for like 25 minutes. <laughs> we waited for a long time. I was pretty annoyed. Because Chris didn't really want to go to this appointment. And the only reason well, I asked him to is because, well, for two reasons. One, I had a nightmare. Right. That one of the babies died. Right. And two, like, if I were to get bad news at this ultrasound, I wouldn't want to be by myself. Right. It was just difficult because it's early in the morning. And I thought I had a scheduling conflict with work. Luckily, I, I didn't. It was the right. next day. So. But still, Chris doesn't like to... Be leaving the house at 7.20. Right. That's a very early in the morning. <laughs> uh, but anyways, they finally came and got us. Yeah. And they were really excited. And so we, excited. we found out why we had to wait for a long time. They got a new machine. No machine. It's like Christmas. They got a brand new echocardio machine. And we were the first people to use it. They get to test it out on us. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And they had the people there that... And make- it was almost like, I think we were talking tel- telepathically, because we both kind of looked at each other when they said it was brand new, knowing we're going to be here for. Oh, this is going to take a long time. <laughs> they had the people there from that make the machine that, like, help the people figure out how to do everything. And- so it was basically, we were, um, they were training how to use this machine on me. Yeah. And they didn't, they couldn't figure out how to hook up the monitor, so we had to, like, crank our neck around to see the actual monitor and... Yeah. Yes, you did. I was looking right at it. Uh, it hurt my neck after. Yeah, a while. I could tell. You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they find. Yeah, they took all the pictures. They were trained on it as they took all the pictures. It took a long time. Long time. And I had my cold. Yeah. So, so sometimes I'd be like, I have to sit up and. I cough. can't breathe. I have to cough. <laughs> and it was funny. Sometimes you would cough, and then the baby would completely move. <laughs> She'd be like, Wait a minute. Is that the same baby? <laughs> Is it backwards now? 
<laughs> I, re- I tried to hold up my cough. I did. <laughs> that was my favorite when she was doing that one. And then you coughed and then she went back down and the baby was nowhere to be found. <laughs> and at one point she was pushing really hard and pushing a baby into my bladder. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. And eventually, and then she stopped doing it and I was like, oh good, you're on my bladder. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, do you need to go to the bathroom? And for the record... I didn't have to go to the bathroom that bad, but, like, she had already pulled me up and, like, directed me to the bathroom. <laughs> and she was very nice. She's very nice. She was very nice. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. And then the doctor came in to talk about it. Also super excited. Super excited. But, oh, my God. The machine is too gray. <laughs> I hope they have fixed that by now because that doctor wanted to murder people. It's like, it's too gray. All I see is gray. <laughs> true she wouldn't stop talking about it and the other lady the lady from the company is like that's normal it's gonna look well, like she, that to your eyes aren't adjusted to it or well, she kept talking about how, well it's a clearer picture so it's more bright and it's darker yeah you're not, the contrast the is different <laughs> yeah it was really awesome and this doctor likes to take her own pictures so we had to sit while the doctor learned how to make the machine too and so i mean i get it i appreciate that but just have the doctor do it yeah What's the point? Well, she had to train on it, too, so... <laughs> they were both very, very nice. Yes. Um, it just took a lot longer than it was supposed to really while, while they were training on the machine. But at one point, the lady said... The doctor. It was the doctor. Well, I think first the nurse said, do you have any other children at home? And I said no. You said no, and that's... I my, my, and I understand why you said no. There's no other... We have no children at home, but that's... I always answer it in a different way. But anyways... No, well, and I, I... We should have talked about this, probably. Yeah. So, when a person is pregnant... You now become public domain. A little bit. And so whenever I'm out, people are asking me questions. Strangers. As much as resting bitch face does a lot for me to keep people away, people will still sometimes ask stuff. And I sometimes answer very matter-of-factly their questions of, is this your first pregnancy? And I will mm-hmm. say no. And that one was not, do you, did you... That was a hard other one. children. Well, that was, was a weird one. children at home. Yeah, that was a and weird one. I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to get into it oh, at that moment. Oh, no, I understand. I was about to say something because I like to... I, I understand yours, but I, I like to talk about her. I don't like talking about her. I don't know that I always want to talk about her to strangers and then I have to explain that she died. I know, but I do. That's just me. Yeah. I'm yeah di- I we're know. different. It's I fine. Know. But later on, the doctor said... Is this your first pregnancy or pregnancy something like or something. that? And so then I said, no, we had a daughter, but she died when she was five. And I will say that doctor like stopped. Yes. Well, they should. And was like shocked, looked at us like what happened? That's the good response. That's yeah. the what you're supposed to do, especially doctors. Well, because five-year-olds aren't supposed to die. Exactly. I mean, yeah. things are supposed to be fine and good. And um, but you did, did you did a good job explaining it to her. Yeah. Um, she asked how she died. Amy basically said a really bad doctor. With <laughs> and, a bad, and then I wanted you, to say you, it was a bad diagnosis. More. You told yeah. you said more. You said bad diagnosis. Here's what happened, which was yeah. really because um, I noticed this happened. It happened at bowling with my at my work. The one lady said, "What happened to your daughter?" You know, yeah. when I asked when she died, and I said, "I don't like talking about how she died, but if you want to look it up, just look up Persephone Banks." Which, if you still look up, there's three pages of Google searches that will come up to her, and you can yeah. see everything that happened. You don't need us to explain it. And there's better things to talk about than how she died. But I and that and I think maybe that's a reason I don't always say I that, that is because, and I think that's natural because five year olds aren't supposed to die. Right. So you want to know? Oh my God, what happened? For the record, she was five and a half. She would yell at you if she said she was five. <laughs> she's five and a half. Um, I agree. But, that's but why I think I, that's a natural response, which is why sometimes I don't 
It's completely natural. That's what you yeah. want to know. But that's why I always say, in fact, I'm trying to get a better response. You know how they, they, they make you practice elevator speeches for interviews? I'm trying to get a better one where I say, well, she lived happily and she loved and stuff like that. If you're wondering what happened to her, just go look up Persephone Banks. You'll find it. I guarantee it. You can't miss it. If you look with those two terms, even if you spell it wrong without two E's, you're going to find it. Oh, oh. Yeah. It'll still come up. Um, but you did a good job talking about it. And she did a really good job, I thought, responding to it. and Because people give you weird reactions. And some of them seem more appropriate. Like, I've had people almost be, like, smiling when I'm talking about it. And I feel that's weird, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't ever get that. Oh, I do. But anyways. And it's not like it's a co-worker. If it was a new co-worker and we were getting to know each other, I would certainly share. But most of the time it's people, like retail clerks I know those are the people I want to share mostly because the people that I'm getting close to will eventually know anyways and okay. I want to share it with as many people as I can okay well you and I are different I know ones. and that's fine um, but one of the reasons I bring this up is because our friend actually it's a friend of a friend Ava just died she was a little girl who was suffering oh, I think she, she had some sort of die? some sort of cancer or something I think okay. how um, old is she Do I don't know she six seven seven maybe seven uh, she died yesterday at like 12.05, oh. just after the new year. Um, I don't know a lot about it. Like I said, they're friends of a friend. I just know she was a little girl, and it sucks. They now have to join us in a shitty world. So yeah. um, That's their Facebook page, Team Brighter Days, if you want to look her up and, I don't know, put something out there, because her parents yeah. are going to have... It's different, I know, when your kid's suffering for so long. But still, you still eventually... You have hope that they'll come through. Well, every child loss is different. I know, but... still a child loss. It's still... Yeah, and it's... I, I we, we went through this when we talked about the whole group thing that we went to, how it's different, how if if it's a tragedy or if it's a long time, like, cancer thing, or, you know, it's something you know what's coming. I don't know. They're all different, but they all suck. And yeah. They're part of this shitty community we're in now, and yeah. it's going to be tough, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, look them up, Team Brighter Days, if you want to lend your support or something. I don't know. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> oh, getting back to the oh, do you have? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say getting back to the fetal echo. Everything's fine. Yeah, everything's fine. They finally said that. Like it seemed to take a really long time. Yeah. To get to that point. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but she she did say your 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 kids have beautiful hearts. Everything is working fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but one thing I wanted to mention about the new year is that, whenever I would always tell people I have a five year old daughter, five and a half year old daughter, but she died last year. Can't say that anymore. And it sucks because it makes it feel like so far in the past that you should be done with it by now. You know, if you well, say last year, people are more sympathetic than in the past, or I can't even say last year. I don't know. And I'm not looking for sympathy. I just want her them to acknowledge that it's a huge deal. Maybe that's being selfish or something. I don't know. Well, because people don't people don't talk about death, and people don't know how to. Especially, I think probably in America. Um, you don't know how to talk to someone else who has experienced loss, right? And because we're Americans, we're supposed to get past things and move on, pick ourselves up by our bootstraps and get over it, right? So I think people think that you're supposed to get over a death that just takes some time because of the stupid five stages of grief. Right, which... Right. And what they don't understand is it's certainly, I think, probably possible if a grandparent who was in their 90s dies... And probably more likely that you might say that I'm I'm moving I'm getting past it right right right. But with a child, you never passed it if well, your child dies. 
and it feels crappy when you're feeling better sometimes. Like, I'll be feeling better, I'll be having a day that's good, and I'll be thinking of good things, and I'll think this shouldn't be good because she's not here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's just weird like that. It, I think... The new year has had those thoughts for me. Yeah. So. Oh, believe me, I thought, and I didn't put a post on Facebook. But I was thinking I would, but I know that some people are tired of my post on, post on Facebook about Persephone. Yeah. I've lost family that. members. <laughs> yeah, from friends. that's the most fucked up thing I can think about. <laughs> but, um, yeah, 20, 2016 was the first year we had to live that she never lived in. Right, yeah. And we survived that whole year, somehow. Um, and we have a little hope going forward in 2017, because these babies will be born in 2017. Even that's hard, obviously. I know. Because, um, I mean, you started referring to her room as the baby's room, which to me is always going to be her room <laughs> and I don't know how easy that transition is going to be for me because I understand why you do it and it's important to do it but I'm not there yet you know it's still her room <laughs> I, know. I did have a point oh I think um, not that this is a good thing but I think the Carrie Fisher Debbie Reynolds uh, both passing within a day of each other maybe brought some light to parent it. grief. I doubt it. At least some of the headlines I was seeing. Well, maybe. News maybe. shows were talking about broken heart syndrome. Yeah. And how difficult it is to keep living after your child has died. Okay, well, that's good. I didn't think about that. So I thought that was good stuff. I thought, like, most, a lot of people didn't even know that it was A her, lot of people didn't know that. Yeah, and, but then when mom. they did realize that, um, I had, you know, I think very common thoughts now. The thoughts I had when I heard Debbie Reynolds died, my first thought was, she's lucky. She got to die right after her daughter. Yeah. And I, I, I had that thought. Yeah, if you had then, your chance, go. you wanted to go the day before, honestly. Right, but she only had to live for half a day knowing I know, her daughter I died. I know, I know. And so I did think, boy, she's lucky. Why couldn't that have been me? And then I thought, oh, that was probably a terrible thing to have thought. And then I looked on Facebook, and I'm in a lot of grieving mom groups, and, I, like, everybody had that thought. Oh, really? Like, how lucky she was, and I wish other people understood. Yeah, it's a dangerous thought, though. Oh, certainly is. But, I don't know, I thought that, not that it's good that they both died. I know, I know what you're saying. But just to talk about it publicly, that parent grief is its whole separate, special, terrible kind of grief. Yeah, it should be, too, honestly. I don't care if it's your kid that's about to be born or isn't born, or... I I hate... Isn't there even, like, a... Chinese, I'm sure I'm being racist. Maybe it's not Chinese at all, but I thought there was like a Chinese saying of may you die before your children. I don't know that one. Sorry. Oh. I like that one. Oh, yeah. I wish that for everybody. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, um, that's good. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to get that out of the way. Um, but yeah, uh, again, her name was, I don't know her last name, was Ava, Team Brighter Days, if you want to look it up and just give them support because <clears throat> it's a shitty world that they've now joined. So. Yeah. Yeah. So we were talking about your birth plans. <laughs> this is a weird transition, but okay. Well, I didn't know where else to stick it. I want to do it at the end. We always do this at the end, and <laughs> then it ends with, let's tell me a joke, and it doesn't work, so. <laughs> well, it's time, I think, now to start talking about, thinking about birth plans okay. and such. So I have a question for my doctor tomorrow. Um about what position do the babies have to be in for me to be able to try vaginal delivery. Okay. Because when I was pregnant with Persephone, 
I was terrified and stressed out about having a C-section. Yes. So what about this time around? Because this is one of the things I wanted to ask you. Yeah, this is the thing that he asked me in the car, and I said, nope, we need to save it for the podcast. <laughs> I was like, I have a question to ask you about your delivery. And she said, no, stop talking to me. You have to wait 17 hours to ask me that question. So yeah. I would certainly prefer a vaginal delivery. But it's not at the level that it was with Persephone. Not a, I accept that this, these are twins, and I just want them out safely, period. What if it was just the one? Would if it was be, just one, I would be more focused on the vaginal. You would be. Well, then there would be less of a question about it. Okay, yeah, true, true. Unless it was, unless the baby was completely breached, then it's, there's no question. You have to have a C-section, but... Okay. Do we know, um, in the U.S., what, uh, how many twin births are vaginal, how many are C-section? No. Okay. And I know, from what I've read, it really matters the position of the babies. Baby A has to be head down. And that's currently and that's the way it is. That's first baby out, head down. And right now, baby A is head down. But baby B is transverse, so completely horizontal across my stomach. Is that... That's not normal. I know. <laughs> or is that the way it's supposed to be? For twins, it's probably a common thing, but I don't know if that means I can try vaginal because baby B is in that position. I have no idea. So this is the thing I'm going to ask my doctor about. Yeah. Is what positions do the babies have to be in for me to try vaginal? Okay. And then I've also heard things, <laughs> so another thing to talk to her about. I have heard that um, if you do get to try vaginal with twins, that you should have an epidural. I think every woman in pregnant should have an epidural. So. <laughs> That's just my, my opinion. <laughs> my delivery with Persephone, my goal was to do it drug-free. Right. And my contraction started on a Tuesday night. And Thank they did Thanks, by the way. I was at games. <laughs> I didn't know it was contractions until everybody left, Whatever. and then I told you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and they didn't stop until she was born on Friday morning. Right. So I had over 50 hours straight of contractions. And while I wasn't in active labor for a large chunk of them, I didn't sleep because they hurt. I couldn't, like, talk through them. They, I had to concentrate on breathing through the pain of them. And so 50 hours in, I was done. I was exhausted. Right. I had been having pain for 50 hours, so I did get an epidural. At, like, 8 or something, right? I was 8 centimeters. Dilated. I it was. I couldn't get through transition. Right. Um, and I was able to nap a little bit after that to prepare me for the two hours of pushing that I had to do. And I was regretful for a long time that I had an epidural. I well, felt like I failed as a woman. Fuck you. You <laughs> dummy. I love you, I'm but you're a dummy. <laughs> I'm being honest. Like, I felt bad that I had to say I had an epidural. Well, if you hadn't, if you didn't have the option, like you were giving a home birth or something in water, <laughs> you would have been fine because it wouldn't have been an option. But being that it was an option and there's no reason not to, it's like people always yell at me for not taking drugs when I'm sick. That's true. Like, well, you don't. I know, but that's not that doesn't have as big of ramifications as you do pushing on a fucking kid. <laughs> I just don't want my body to have like Sudafed in it. You are having you have to have a child pushed out of your body. There's a big difference, <laughs> and you give me crap for that. <laughs> and so I was regretful that I had it, but also right after it happened, like I couldn't walk for a long time, and that was annoying. It was pretty awesome. We it was really really annoying. And, stuff. <laughs> and that one nurse lady was awful, and she's like, "I'm not gonna move her." Uh, I was like, "What? I'm the patient. No, I figured out. I help move you." <laughs> I know, but it was annoying. Oh, whatever. I was fine with it. That was funny. So I'm not 
So this time with twins, you know, it's very likely that I will have to have a C-section. It is likely? I think so. It's very common, I think. Let's look it up. It says right here. Planning a vaginal birth does not necessarily mean that a woman will have one. In a study, 56% of women delivered both twins vaginally, while roughly 40% had C-section. The remaining 4% had both. I'm, so that's another thing to worse. talk about. So, <laughs> so you have, a, you have a, uh, about a half a pr- half and a half chance. Right. And I, I honestly believe that has a lot to do with how the babies are. I think so. You're probably right. And um, I'll, Okay, so another thing I've heard is that if you try vaginal, they want you to have an epidural for sure in case you have to have a C-section. That makes sense. Because it would be so fast, if you didn't have an epidural, they'd have to put you in under general yeah, anesthesia. Yeah, you'd have to have the night song baby, what's it called? <laughs> Twilight sleep. Twilight sleep. I think they just do general anesthesia. No, 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 they're just going to like gas you. And so I would prefer not to have that happen, <laughs> right, certainly. Right, right, definitely. And I've also heard that... So I have to find out what my hospital does, but sometimes with twins and you're doing it vaginally, they'll put you in the operating room to push Ooh. in case something goes wrong <coughs> so that they can then take care of it right away. Huh. You're already in the operating room. So I'll ask about that. But it also is very common where baby A comes out vaginally, great, and baby B doesn't cooperate and then has to be C-section. That makes sense if one's ready to go and the other one's kind of not, I guess. And I don't... A lot of women are scared of having to recover from both vaginal and C-section. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> where I would rather do the vaginal try, even if I had to have a C-section and a vaginal. Okay. Because the vaginal recovery is not that bad. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm afraid of what it would be like to recover from a... I've never been cut open before. We should practice. <laughs> Just cut open your leg. <laughs> and I know, like, I have bad side effects to, like, every drug ever. That's true. Your lip will probably go, <laughs> your face will go crazy again. And so, I, so I'm scared of having to have a C-section, but I do accept that it might be a thing that so I have to do. let me ask you this. And they tie the woman's hands down. Well, yeah, you can't be moving. You can't be moving around. We're trying to cut you open, take out babies. <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you this. If you went into labor... And they bring you in, they wheel you in the cart or whatever, or you, and then they put you in the bed, and they start doing stuff, and the doctor comes in and says, we're just going to have to do the C-section. There's one that looks like it's probably not going to cooperate. There's a chance it'll work out, but we're just going to do it C-section just to be sure. How would you feel about that? I would want to know more about that chance. I would want to know, are the baby's lives in danger if we try vaginal? No. It's just that they're not, it doesn't look like they're super cooperative. A looks great, but B is thinking maybe. It looks like it's still napping on there. Hey, I have heard some some doctors will deliver B breech. Really? Yes. Isn't that some dangerous? doctors will reach in. Isn't that dangerous? And grab B. Um, I, I don't know. These are how things. How that would feel? Well, I so. I would like to know how that felt. I think the dangerous part is for the baby's hips. Right. I have heard that babies born that way have had to have X-rays when oh, they're a little bit bigger to make okay. sure their hips are okay. Okay. But. So you're not super in, like, if you had to have a C-section, you wouldn't be the end of the world. It, I remember Persephone, you were like, I don't want to have a C-section. I don't want to have a C-section. I don't, and I didn't really understand why. Maybe you just wanted to experience it or something, but. Well, it's harder to recover from. Not that much harder, though, is it? It's a surgery. It's a major abdominal surgery. Yeah, but it's a child. <laughs> That's true, though. You're right. And plus, experiencing childbirth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You is probably it, want it. And, I, and I have experienced it. So, I mean, I have that already. So you really want to have your children vaginally if possible. Yes. But if you have to have them a C-section, then you're okay with it because... I'm okay if I have to, but yeah. I better have to. Right. Because that's what I was worried about. Some doctors are like, it's easier for me and everyone involved if we just do a C-section. Oh. You know what I mean? 
Well, plus, I can see that. Plus, it's not as safe for the babies because their lungs aren't getting squeezed out. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. Whatever. Yeah. I understand. Okay. Well, now I know. But it has to be the babies are not in a position to do it or they are, they're in danger unless we do a C-section. Those are the two reasons I would do it. Okay. What if they're like, your life's in danger, but the children will be fine? Well... <laughs> No! Don't even think about this! Just have a fucking C-section! In that case, I probably would also. Jesus Christ! <laughs> okay. Well, we can talk more about that. It's good to know. We certainly Ask will some be questions. talking probably a lot about it. Okay. Coming up. Um, so I have... So upcoming for us, I have my OB appointment tomorrow, which is a regular visit. I think I'm still on every four weeks. Right. I think this might right. be my last every four week. It might go to every two. I don't remember. Uh, I'll have a ton of questions to ask, including circumcision, and I get to have my glucose tested again. Woot. I'm not as nervous as I was last time, because I passed it once already, but I'm still a little nervous. But I have to, you know, fast, kind of, before. Oh, you're probably not going to be into that. And the only time I could be seen is 1045, and usually on Tuesdays oh. I work at 10. <laughs> but I am doing overtime this week, and so I don't want to be late to work. I need to make up, I, anyway... So I'm going into work at regular time and leaving at 10 for my appointment, which sounds like a really good plan until you remember, oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to eat. <laughs> so I'm going to have an egg for breakfast because it's protein and then not eat at all for three hours before my appointment and probably be super hungry. Yeah, you'll definitely be hungry. So that's why I didn't do very good planning <laughs> for this appointment. Oh, well, you'll get by. You'll be fine. And I think I'm going to be exhausted all week and probably not pleasant to live with because I have to do overtime Every night. Like usual? No. <laughs> and I, I want to say have to. I did sign up for it because then it's it's comp time I can use when the babies come, but it's still a lot. And I even have to work Saturday. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. So any, all of you out there, if you are enrolling in college, do it early. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I was going to say, Wednesday I won't see you. Thursday, no. I'll see you when I get home, but you probably go to bed right away when I get home. I work till 8, again, I work until 8, Wednesday and Thursday, I think. And basketball game until 8.30. We might not see each other until Friday it's when true. we go bowling. Oh, bowling, we have Friday, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just get through this week and we'll be good, all right? <laughs> and then I have to work Saturday after bowling. Yeah, that sucks, sorry. Okay, but I think that's all I have. Yeah, me too. I need to um, start preparing for the Bachelor... Premier party. Yeah, you better get up and get your <laughs> ham made or something. Um, happy 2017 to everyone out there. Yeah. I hope it's a good one. I hope it's... I know people are upset that Celebrity Deaths last year, but I just think in general... I that do, the, I do that feel is, a little bad because, like, was it just last week? Yeah. We made fun you, of people no, and then... you were being a dick to people. I was. <laughs> and then Carrie Fisher died. Yeah. And, like, I was like, did we just <coughs> do that? No, that was you. Of course we didn't, but... That was you. All you. But anyway... The, I still... I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It's but, nice to honor their works, but you didn't... Unless it, you knew them personally. I like to think it wasn't just that, though. I think it was a shitty election year. The, oh, yeah. And it went the entire year of... Ever since the primaries, it started in January with let's be shitty to each other. Yeah. Then we elected a guy who wants to be shitty to everybody. Yeah. Who's like, oh... Happy New Year, even if you're my enemies and you hate me. Then fuck you. Be a fucking president, you goddamn... Sorry. Getting out of... Getting out of... <laughs> yeah, I'm going too far. All right. Uh, happy 2017. We'll be around for a while. Looking forward to trying to do this pregnant this oh. podcast with children. <laughs> we're not going to be able... We, that's the thing we need to talk about. But we have a long time before they come, hopefully. Oh, that's, we're doing Did it, you baby. have a resolution for this year? Oh, that's a good question. Do you have one? 
I do. You think it's stupid, but I have one. I don't have think any of your things are stupid. <laughs> My resolution is to make it to 36 weeks of That's pregnancy stupid. before these babies <laughs> come. <laughs> That's nothing you can control, though. It has to be something you put effort into. I want to do everything I can to ensure that that happens. Like, what does that entail? Eating a lot of protein. Okay. Getting some exercise. Okay, so that... Resting when my body tells me to rest. I love the Don't word. Don't laugh at the exercise. No, I just like when you put some. Getting some exercise. <laughs> like, like actually walking from the car to my work would be a good start. <laughs> I don't know what I you mean. still have a goal of getting to prenatal yoga someday. Yeah, again. I wish you would. I, I can't. This good. Thursday works late. I know. I know. Um, I just need to continue going to the gym a lot. I want to keep doing my 100 thingy where you try to do 100 push-ups and 100 sit-ups each day. Did you do that today? <laughs> I did it yesterday. I'm done today. Um... But you see how many you can do before you collapse, which is fun. And then hopefully by the end of the year, you could do 100 without stopping. But uh, so I started, I could do like 58. So I don't got too much further to go. No. And I got to keep going in the gym. I didn't go today. I'm supposed to go today. I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, yeah, it was Monday. It's Monday. I wasn't sure if they'd be open. Really. It's also a holiday. It's a holiday. That's a thing. And I don't like to do things on holidays. Well, you shouldn't. Or any day, really. Right. Well, that's true. <laughs> Uh, send us an email, expensivesciencebaby at gmail.com, or the Facebook page is Expensive Science Baby. Is that all? That's it. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Have a good right. night. Week. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>